Welcome back to part two of episode 17 of Pass the Rock. All right. What are we, we, we going to be looking at? 1 or 16, 2, 15, 3, 14, yeah, exactly. 4, 13, 5, 12, uh, 6, 11, 7, 10, and 8, 9. Okay, sorry. This, this is Pass the Rock. Yeah, actually, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's just go ahead and get started then with, uh, with how we're going to do our head coach fight club. Uh, going forward, so for all of our listeners who have been tuned in uh, and who have been keeping track of this, we have finished with all of our division winners and the runner-ups who will be consisting of the losers bracket. We talked about this in pre-pod, just how exactly we wanted to do this, and I think we came up with the easiest solution as to not have to do a uh, double elimination style bracket, which is how you typically do a losers bracket. And we're just going to go NCAA tourney in this one with 1 through 16. So we're going to discuss right now who we have as our number one overall seed, who is the 16 seed, and so on and so forth. So without further delay, uh, Patrick, let's, uh, let's do this. Welcome to Pass the Rocks NFL Head Coach Fight Club. Yeah, but fuck it, you fought cancer, you can fight Michael Carter too. Alright, so I think what we're looking at now, um is we're going to be seeding the the final 16 based off the division winners and runner-ups. That's what we're looking at, correct? Correct. Um, so I guess our our main debates here is how we're going to how we're going to decide who gets these these top seeds and then who ends up with the bottom seeds. Uh, I think the easiest thing to do is probably go through and look at who was a more clear-cut winner uh, of their divisions. So I think, I don't think there's any question that Dan Campbell is going to be our overall number one seed. Is that, does anyone have any problems with that? So I understand it. <laughs> I completely understand the idea of it, but the more that I thought about who had a tougher bracket or a tough, yeah, just a tougher division. Uh, you look at Mike Rapel, he had, he had to fight a hell a hell of a competitor to win his his but we did have a two to one vote on that right so we were not unanimous in in mike rabel winning so i could see why we would put dan campbell's we were all unanimously selecting this maniac uh to win the nfc north so i have yeah, no I mean, problem I'm, i have no problem with, have, with him being the number I was one gonna overall have rabel team. as the one seed of whatever the the second overall seed, but the one seed of his section of the bracket. Yeah, I mean we could yeah we could definitely do it like that. Uh, as as him as him being the one seed, I think for this one we should just do seeds one through sixteen and as so and okay. instead of just having yeah, no problem four separate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see it. Beautiful, uh, Bethke. Do you do you have somebody that you would prefer to have as the number one overall seed? I'm seconding, seconding all motions. Heard. <laughs> Love it. 
Well, Robert's this... Rolls of Orders. Oh, I have not heard that. On a criminal so... fucking conspiracy. Hey man, I'm rewatching The Wire right now, and it's as you should. Also, didn't we do that for our fucking for our fraternity? Is that isn't that what we did in our in our meetings? Robert rules. Yeah, Robert's rules of order. That's yeah. That's oh, I thought you meant standard, taking notes on a criminal, criminal conspiracy. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I I don't know if the statute of limitations has passed, so let's not mention that. I'm pretty sure they have. It's been it's been well over a decade since any y'all, meaningful. Y'all finished college over a decade ago. Uh, well, no, but like since we were, since we had any meaningful meetings in our fraternity, okay, that okay, probably, yeah, that probably involved true. a crime. Um, yeah, alleged, I, alleged crime, alleged. redacted, no crime redacted committed, Patrick. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead and just censor. Me. I think just I think that would be at the me. bottom of your list of concerns of <laughs> things that probably happened. In yeah, statue of limitations got to be up on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm. I just turned. Listen, I do, bro. It's over. Listen, I did not. I did not want to uh, uh, put out anything else out there. Okay, just in case. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're we're all. I guess we're all in agreement then on Dan Campbell. Then Mike Vable sounds like a good number number two overall seed for that one. I think the only debate. Uh, for for me as a possible other number two would be Mike Tomlin, but I think the I think Vrabel would barely squeak him out on that. I don't know about that one. Mostly, Ray, because, Rabel... mostly because Tomlin only had to fight fucking Harbaugh and Stefanski to get in. So yeah, I'm not too impressed with Mike Tomlin's uh, bracket there. So his strength of schedule sucks, but I think that we don't. I don't want to use. I don't want to put him too far down because of that but that's probably why he doesn't get the two seed well he's, he's definitely not going to get the two seed so uh as Bethke has has said he is going to second all of our decisions so i think uh Rabel will be the safest choice as our two seed okay one and two locked in beautiful let's look into our uh our three seed here uh if it's possible, do you have all the the win- the winners on the? Oh, uh, you want me to? I'll, let me pull it up for you. Sorry, yeah. I'll switch over. Yeah, what y'all are looking at? That was also why I was like, I'm not 100 percent confident that I even remember how most of these people got here, other than the obvious, you know, the one who I, the eventual will... winner, Pete Carroll. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Carroll. <laughs> trying to pull me off sides again. He's definitely trying. Shoot, now I lost my window. There it is. Uh, so I've got these listed over here on the right. Um, let me know what y'all want to look at. But I, I would, for my number three, I would nominate Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, the winner of the AFC North. Uh, let's see who. Who? I mean, I could see that. I would personally nominate Peter Smith. I think he's just a a, a bigger dude bigger fighter i don't remember who well yeah you know what he didn't have i think they both had equal levels of competition or lack thereof uh and if that's the case i think i'd rather go with the bigger with the bigger guy getting the the bigger the the better seat in this one is arthur smith bigger than mike tomlin 
by a lot. Okay, I don't know. He was like an offensive I, lineman, right? Yeah, he was a collegiate offensive lineman. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking, but okay. So I guess what I should say is he is he more in shape? <laughs> yes, he's, <laughs> he's younger, and he's he looks like he could probably still uh, take a couple snaps at the college level. Because I'm looking at pictures of Arthur Smith, and I am not <laughs> I'm not in any Listen, way impressed. Maybe it's, maybe it's just his face. <laughs> it, it could be just his face. I mean, he's just a big guy. All right. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, Andy Reid's a big guy too. That's where I'm like, what is, what is? He's what a, well, yeah, but he's a big, he's a big guy who is also younger than Mike Tomlin. So I, I feel what like yes, just actual playing career at the University uh, of North Carolina. Redshirt freshman, only played a single game in 02. He had a foot problem. He had foot surgery, and then he graduated and became a coach. So he barely even played. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Arthur. I'm okay with Arthur Smith. I don't have a real problem. Yeah, with that. and he's one of Mac Brown's boys, so we're not vouching for him. There you go. Uh, I don't think he would have ever been involved with Mac Brown, would he? No, that's why I said he no. wasn't a Mac Brown guy because of when oh, he would okay. have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, we have our three seed locked in. The four seed. Now, here's where things start to kind of require a little bit more, a uh, little bit more discussions. So, uh, this now I now I have to really stand up for Mike Tomlin here because I think I think I I will be in agreement with you on this one. Because between Ron Rivera, Bill Belichick. Uh, Andy Reid or Pete Carroll. I think Mike Tomlin's got to be got to be considered at least a favorite, even if he even if he doesn't actually win whatever fight against one of those guys someday. But I think he's got to be considered the favorite going in against all of those guys. I will. I will. I'll take you up on on Mike Tomlin being our four seed. Any objections there, Bethke? No, I probably would have had him over Arthur Smith to be honest. Or. Yeah, I thought so too, but I didn't get enough support, so I, I caved. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't care enough. I feel like there is a reach advantage that Arthur Smith deserves, uh, but Tomlin, you know, proven winner. Yeah, there's just something about Tomlin's demeanor that I just think of him as just the toughest mf'er out there. Uh, <laughs> but he is a lot older than the the version of him that won a Super Bowl. For sure. For sure. All right, let's uh, let's look into it. So we have four yeah, more from the winners. Yeah, so we have four more from the winners. This is where I'm going to throw Ron Rivera into the ring on this one. Yeah, as the next I, one. I was going to go that direction as well, unless Bethke can convince me otherwise. Bethke, Bethke's he he's no. pro Ron Rivera on this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I I kind of want. I I I've been seeing how the eight seeds have been rolling, and I know what I want. <laughs> Uh, I can only imagine. I actually, you're gonna try I to talk. Now, to don't think I like this. Uh, I haven't. I've been looking far enough ahead to the matchups yet. <laughs> Who do we have remaining? Bill Belichick, Belichick, uh, uh, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid. So this is what I'm going to suggest here, because uh, I too have a little bit of an agenda. All right, I'm thinking the sixth seed is gonna go to our boy. Andy Reid. You know, he's just came off a Super Bowl. 
He came off a dominating but very fair fight in his AFC West. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you guys are feeling. Trick? No, yeah, I think he's, he's clear. He's clear. Come on. You clear? think that's All clear? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I think y'all both put him there, so we'll put him there. <laughs> and he's the sixth seed. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Belichick, you know, he's a little older. He's kind of washed at this point. He's the old head. And plus, like, he he did not fight fair of of any, like, of all the uh, the combatants in the winner's bracket. You know, he had the most controversial uh, fights, just in terms of, like, you know, he didn't follow any of the rules, really. I mean, not that there are any, any rules, but if there were, he broke almost every single one. Well, I'm concerned with things like heart health and <laughs> stamina and... Don't worry. I, mean, I think I think Pete Carroll's running laps around Andy Reid in a fight, but we'll see. Right, but the issue is that Andy Reid is Majin Buu, so Yeah. Now this is <laughs> this is where I I believe speaking of he he should be in the right. Because it fits that underdog narrative, but it doesn't completely put him in a spot where it's he's unrealistically his chances aren't that unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, between the two left, Pete Carroll, as far as my point of just overall health and physical fitness, is clearly going to... Clearly slots better than Belichick. This is all, all shaping out. Which means Bill Belichick will be our eighth seed. Mm. Interesting. Now we got to look at our... Our losers nine bracket. through sixteen. But so for nine through sixteen, we are looking at Mike McCarthy, Kevin O'Connell, Dennis Allen, Jonathan Gannon, Robert Sala, Kevin Stefanski, D'Amico Ryan's, and Brandon Staley. I propose is that since D'Amico Ryan's was uh, well, D'Amico Ryan seems like he is the number one candidate to make it out of a losers uh, tournament. If we were, if we're yeah, just being I mean, honest honestly, with ourselves, if he wasn't, if he wasn't in the bracket that he was in going in, I would think he'd be in our top three seeds right now, anyways. So, which is if not, we're not going to uh, allow someone from the loser bracket into the top eight, then he's got to be number nine. I just don't see how there's any way around it. And him versus Belichick, I think, would be a very interesting, very interesting fight. Bethke, what, what, what say you? I know you said you were going to second a lot of these, but I also no, know that there. you have something up your sleeve. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. Okay, cool. It just yeah, but, like like I said, if he wasn't, if we're not going to allow him in the top eight, which I almost think that we should, but listen, just I'm, we already established what the rules are here. I'm just trying so to get let's, a good let's gauge. At nine. I'm trying to get a good gauge for what Bethke's agenda is here, because I, I might be for it. No, no agenda. Uh, just his, agenda his, his agenda is to try to get Pete Carroll as far through this tournament <laughs> as possible. <laughs> I think he was so mad that we had Ron Rivera beating, <laughs> beating Mike McCarthy. Beating Mike McCarthy that <laughs> he's just mad and wants Pete Carroll to win now. Sticking up we'll for see. my guy. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> 
I don't I don't think your guy has a, a good seating spot if we're gonna be completely honest. He might you know what? I think the way this plays out and he might just he might just have to be facing your guy. Uh oh. I might have to do it to him for the greater good. Yeah, you might you might have to do it with Mike McCarthy. Uh with some five palm exploding heart techniques. Uh <laughs> but uh let's just look over the rest. I think the next guy should feasibly be uh Robert Sala. I think he'd be the next most likely competitor in this case uh to have a say in who could possibly have like you know a little bit of a, a winner's bracket if he was in a different division the way we said with D'Amico Ryan's big guy yeah, in shape bald head you know he's coming into this fight with a you know a little a little bit of a, a concussion having faced uh Bill Belichick and his his brass knuckles his uh metal skeleton but it, he'll be fine he'll be I fine. think I think we're assuming they've all had time to get back to 100% right <clears throat> And two beans all around. Yeah, there you go. Well, I've got no if, problem with Sala there, there. So, if there's if there's two enemies that I can I can count on Bethke to be aware of, it's Dragon Ball Z and Death Note. Side note: I'm almost through Samurai Champloo for the first time. Pretty fun. Nice. I do enjoy that one. Um, Lightman. I like the. I like the. I like the shorter ones. The shorter enemies. <laughs> That's I fair. just don't. I've been I've been trying to finish my Hero Academia, and I'm just like, man, there's just so many episodes. And then I like look at something like One Piece. And I'm like, I'm never gonna I'm never going to start that show. Oh, I did, <laughs> and I've got up. There's just too you. many. There's too many episodes. Can't you do say it. that? You say that until you've caught up, like I have, and then you're like, there's not enough. But that's besides the point. Uh, let's get back to some good old fashioned fight. <laughs> uh, so it looks like Eleven Seed. Unless Bethke has any objections to Robert Sala at the 10. No, I feel like uh, that's fair. All right. So, uh, for the 11th seed, uh, we have various <laughs> options that we could go here. Who would the 11th seed? The 11th seed would fight the 6th seed. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you're allowed to look at it like that, though. You know, I know that. I'm just thinking in my head who. Yeah. I guess I like to think of matchups, right? This isn't. This about, isn't totally great. You know what? The rest of these guys. Uh... I'm going to go on a limb here. All right, Kevin. Kevin Stefanski, uh, Brandon Staley. These seem like chumps who should be towards the bottom. I'm going to go with Kevin O'Connell here. Ooh. That's. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd put Stefanski over O'Connell. Or actually, you know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Bansky actually, like, played... McConnell? Yeah, no, sorry. A real, a real position, didn't he? No, no, he was a... Yeah, he was a defensive back. I'm gonna I think I confused my Kevin over the quarterback. <laughs> I, I think I confused my Kevins. All right. Was Stefanski the one that was doing all the, the, legal, the legal battles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. He was definitely doing the legal battles. Uh, <laughs> that one was that. That one also got off the rails. You know what? Oh my I, god! I'm dumb an... motherfuckers. Sorry. Ooh, there it is. We lose. Okay. No. The stars will not get swept. They will not lose game four at home. We're gonna go back to Vegas. 
We're going to try to make this thing work. I just saw a note that the last team to overcome a 3-0 deficit in the NHL was Joe Pavelski's San Jose Sharks in 2014. So we're just going to ride that out. Thank fuck we didn't get fucking swept. And now Jamie Benn doesn't have to serve a suspension across the season. Okay, back to this. Oh, yeah. All right. Back to this. Also, uh, the agenda that I had for uh, Mike McCarthy and, and P.E. Carroll has quickly gone down the drain because I just looked at how the seating works. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. It's fine. Uh, you know what? Let's just go with Kevin O'Connell here. I think he's just the bigger guy in shape. Seems seems about right to me. Well, actually, Mike, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm saying, He's just go ahead and put 16. 16 is Staley. Uh, that could be the case, although Jonathan Gannon really does look like a little... 16 is so easy. Come on, look at this little guy. Yeah. yeah Kellen Brandon Moore's going to beat his ass just to take the job in the middle of the season. Yeah, you know what? I'm in all agreement. <laughs> we can skip down to the 16th seed and put Brandon Seeley in there. Then can we agree that Jonathan Gannon's 15? Because... <laughs> I can live with that. Yeah, I can live he's with that. A, he's a little nothing buddy also. Ooh, ooh, wait. Over over Dennis Allen and the Dennis system? <laughs> yeah, Dennis Allen might be 15, actually. Um, <clears throat> holy crap. I just, maybe we talked about this, that Dennis Allen went to LD Bell and grew up in Hurst. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Okay, I, I think that's actually how he got this far. Completely forgot. Oh yeah, because we were like, ah, fuck it, give it to the local guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the way the oh, the God, he went right... to A and M Business School. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. He's the 15. Way the, the he's, 15. I, he's 15. Is it too late for me to put Dennis Allen as the 16th seed? <laughs> nope. 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 There you go. Uh, okay. Well, Amendment so, passes. He, he has a. Uh, he has a. A funny bit to him, okay? I could not I could not get through his his fight seriously the first time around. Alright, all right, Gannon Gannon at fourteen. That feels fine. Uh let's go ahead. So now then. we're just looking well, at act- uh, actually I say McConnell. Yeah, you know what? I'll show I'll show mm-hmm. some love to, to McCarthy. Let let's put him at eleven. He's a big guy, right? He he wants to introduce some some blue collar culture to to the Cowboys and maybe live that through his fighting. I got I got no real issues with where any of these guys slot at this point, so I think that's fair. Um, we can go ahead and put some here. We still uh, have O'Connell, O'Connell and, and we have the two Kevins. So okay, well Stefanski should probably be ahead of O'Connell, so just on dies alone. Isn't one's O'Connell like six foot five and played quarterback? Tall. He played quarterback. Kevin Stefanski was a freaking defensive end. Stefanski was not a defensive end, was he? Or uh, sorry, a uh, he was a, uh, he was a corner, uh, was wasn't he? he? Nah, maybe. <laughs> Let's look I, it up. Yeah, he's he's a small dude. Yeah, he was a DB. You're right. Yeah, I was gonna say. I still think he's going to beat the shit out of the I don't think he has the the reach advantage, man. That's uh, you got you got like a seven inch disparity right there. 
He looks like a guy who spends a lot of the time at Academy Sports and Outdoors. All right. Cool. We'll put O'Connell. We'll put O'Connell at twelve and Stefanski at or thirteen. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole bit was that Stefanski was uh, was fighting his battle in, in the court system. <laughs> he doesn't league, want the bro. smoke. He doesn't want the smoke. All right. All right. So now I will. His, his quarterback hooked here. him up we with can... the lawyers. We can check out our matchups, and then next week we will start the main, the main draws. So dun, 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 dun. one versus, uh, one versus sixteen. We've got Dan Campbell versus Brandon Staley. That's a murder. <laughs> Two and fifteen. We've got Vrabel versus Dennis Allen. That could. Be I think it'll be fun, but I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, I think we can have some fun, but I think it's pretty obvious what should happen and, there. And Dallin's um, gonna try to seduce this man. Three, three fourteen. Arthur Smith versus Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, yeah, that's murder. Uh, four, four thirteen. Mike Tomlin versus Kevin Stefanski. Which, a little bit, maybe. Which, not really. Not really. This is a rematch. We've already had. We've already had that fight, and uh, we can kind of guess Beth, where this goes. Bethke had some. Bethke had some hot opinions about how that how that should have worked out, but he didn't. He didn't get his way. So we'll see if he could talk us back into it. Talk us into it on the next go round. Uh, then we've got five v twelve, which is Ron Rivera versus Kevin O'Connell. All right. Um, Interesting, maybe. Uh, six v eleven. We got some beefy Classic boys. Matchup. Classic butterbean fight. <laughs> Andy Reid versus Mike McCarthy. This is I'm great. So happy I take back. We're gonna have a sumo match. Then, yeah, absolutely. Seven uh, ten. Pete Carroll will be fighting Robert Sala. Interesting. And then in our eight v nine, our nine seed who. Is the most underseeded guy in the whole tournament, D'Amico Ryan's against Bill Belichick. Ooh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the uh, the narrative plays out for this one. This this will be a very interesting. But yeah, there 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 you go, everybody. Our uh, head coach fight club bracket is set, and next week we will go with our. I think we we should do one fight a week, right? Until until we get to the preseason, probably. That's how I think that's how long that'll last us. If it starts to drag out, we can go to two fights. I think that we might maybe we could maybe knock out. I I think there are fights that we would want to do exclusively on their own, uh, but I think one sixteen and two fifteen and. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe one through four and thirteen through sixteen we could do two a week and then as we get into the the closer bracket or the closer seedings that might that might be where we want to stretch it out a little bit. But I don't know, we can discuss that later. For sure. So uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about it and it'll be a surprise next week to see which matchups we I'll be interested to see how you can make Dan Campbell versus Brandon Staley interesting. <laughs> you know what? I will I will take the the week between now and our next episode. To come up with a very special scenario and how this could be an interesting fight. I'll build back out the uh, the new version of the bracket 
uh, and I'll have that ready to go before we before we touch and, base on all that. Yep, and then just as a reminder to those listening, Patrick used his one primetime rewind, as I'm going to call it, I did. Uh, so he can no longer use it to further any possible agenda that he may have. I don't remember who I used but, it on. You, you used it on Vrabel. Vrabel versus Ryan's, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you used it on Vrabel versus Ryan's. So, so Bethy and I that. still have ours. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when either of us use it. Because uh, I think we both have an agenda hidden somewhere for one of these guys. Alright. Fellas, that does it for me. I'm going to pass the rock on to White Chocolate himself. Jacob Bethke. All right, but yeah, so basketball did happen. Um, this is factual. Um, but I did want to start with more of a commemoration than the current events. I want to talk about a moment of history. I want to talk about someone very near and dear to my heart and fandom. Mr. Carmelo Anthony. Hashtag stay mellow. Officially retiring. Unfortunately, in my opinion unjustifiably in my opinion but i do respect it this man is very rich this man has a shit ton of uh, business ventures basketball you know he could always just hit up ice cube and just go fucking light the fuck out of that league up like imagine carmelo Anthony just... <laughs> no don't do all that don't do all that just go do the big three it's a it's an easy schedule on your life it's kind of a fun version of basketball for old people anyway um, and it's not like the most beloved thing in the world, but if you've ever watched it, it's kind of entertaining. Um, it's great. It's great to have on a sports bar. I'll give it, I'll give it that. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's enough of a variation where it kind of does get it. Like you can kind of see where it should be able to carve out a lane in so I much think, of a vast. I think universe. the only time I ever watched it was, uh, at snuffers on, on break for a double at Dell's. <laughs> Honestly, I would I would really suggest going to that live. I can't imagine it's expensive, and they don't because they do it. Like, no, and I missed it when they came through uh, last year. Yeah, I would definitely because like you'll see some ex. It's a lot of ex NBA players and stuff, you know. But it's it's a fun version of basketball for sure. It's it's a very I, entertaining. I believe the uh, I believe when I heard Cube on the radio talking about it, he was he was saying it's you know these guys can obviously still play they just can't play the rigorous schedule of a full nba season and that's what this is giving them a chance to do and i like that yeah i mean or compete at the same level as 20 year olds and 30 year olds and sometimes close to 40 year olds <clears throat> um that's the hard part too so yeah it, it's really not like they lose a game any game like uh honestly it's actually been kind of cool because you had um uh, Ma- uh mahmoud abdul roof uh, he's a, uh, he's been like basically there's the a, best player. There's a name I haven't heard since playing an old video game. Right. So, and of course that's, um, well, there's some great documentaries about him now, but he's kind of sort of one of the first modern athletes to deal with a lot of pushback. Uh, he actually dealt with a lot of pushback for a team that's going to finish this segment out, um, playing in a city that didn't really appreciate Appreciate his name change and all that kind of stuff, because uh, he was Chris Jackson before that. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I don't think I anyway. ever knew that. Yeah, yeah, he was He was Shaq's teammate, and then he was he was amazing. Uh, was a youngster with Denver, and then and 
tough season, gained a little weight. I think was what he said it was. Or he gained weight when he got there. Then he then he got good. Then he changed the name. Then they all kind of turned on him. And uh, yeah, his career went. His career did not go the way it should have went. Uh, there's a lot of universes where that dude's a Hall of Famer, slam dunk. Like he was basically Steph before Steph in the documentary. I think Curry's even in there talking about him. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's one of those players, one of those examples. But um, to digress back to the the main point here is to say Beltoni's playing days. Um, while yes, everything that happened in the NBA is polarizing, exciting, all of the above. I just wanted to commemorate my Captain America. Um, this is the only man who's competed on the men's team four times. That's three golds, one bronze. I won't blame him for the bronze because remember that's, you know, they're all like rookies and Allen Iverson's basically just like, yo, get out of my way. Um, didn't go, the Olympics didn't go so hot that year. Um, but yeah, Carmelo stayed through all of it, stayed in 2016, where now we have the most uh, hilarious, infamous uh, video of them all singing Vanessa Carlton and annoying the shit out of him on the airplane. Uh, specifically Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, who are still pretty hot names in the modern basketball climate. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to take that moment. Um I don't know if there's any, how many different mellow moments really pop up. I think there's a lot about his career. If there's one NBA player's career I would do over again a million times, that's probably the one. There's a lot of things uh, about that career that I would just love he's up to there, not. And ironically enough, with the franchise that he was with for a while, never mind, wrong. I all of a sudden just mixed everything up in my head. Uh, scratch all that. I'd say he's one of them, but the the other one I'd like to see again maybe differently is ai uh but yeah don't, carmelo carmelo was so goddamn good uh one of my favorite guys to play with on any video game um <clears throat> but kind of like the russell westbrook james harden in my head he was always a guy he were never going to win with because as good as he was he was never going to make the necessary changes for the team but that might just be me not having a full grasp of the situations he was in. I can't remember who said it this week, um, but somebody said a hell of a point about it, or maybe it was a tweet, but it was basically that, or maybe it was a teammate of his that was talking about it. Um, either way, basically, Carmelo was at his best when he had a great point guard around him. And that's yeah, really man. what it was. It was just Carmelo gets the blinders because he's a scorer. Because like that's what he does, and and it sucks for the team sometimes, but also he's the superpower sometimes. And when he had Chauncey in Denver, when he had Jason Kidd as an old head, those were the most successful teams he ever had because he had sure everybody everything was flowing, and Carmelo could just exist and thrive in that. And I think and there's an argument to be made that he no. didn't have enough of that. Even when he had Andre Miller, he had a pretty decent successful success, right? If, am I remembering right? Right, right. Yes, but also that's that's still on the learning curve of his career, where he has to go from scorer, you know, young super scorer to efficient scorer to you know leader of a of a title contender, which he did eventually get to in my mind. If you think about the fact that he did compete pretty damn well in that '09 conference finals against Kobe. Um, given that he did help 
give the Knicks the most relevant moment they'd had in a, quite a while. I was I was just about to say if if Armari Stoudemire doesn't fucking punch glass, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what happens? Or is healthier? The whole legacy um, could be very different. Yeah, if if Armari's just healthier, that's probably a lot different. Um, the biggest what if I have for his whole career, and I'd still love to know. And, I, and there's actually enough on record where I guess I could probably do the due diligence and make a conclusion. But the the forcing himself to New York thing will always blow my mind. If I could ever get him off the I, off the record, I don't even need anyone else to know. I, for my own morbid curiosity on the subject. I just want to understand why why he looked at that and thought I I should take the most money I can get right now given that the bird rights and all that blah 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 I get it and the but the CBA was about to change we all knew that it wasn't going to like you weren't going to lose out on a lot of money the Knicks would essentially keep paying you but when you force the Knicks to trade for you mid-season right before you were a free agent they blew the whole, they 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 just they had nothing left or they had they had nothing left especially with Amari going and being half injured most of that run they were basically bringing every veteran they could get in and they were successful at it they had good role players like JR Smith and attached and Tyson Chandler obviously they would uh, steal from the Mavericks but ultimately you're just like left thinking, what if they still had Danilo Gallinari, right? And they were able to grow him with that group. Maybe you don't, but then you flip him for another piece. Um, you know, the picks that they would have used, may, uh, one of them ended up being Jamal Murray, <laughs> you know? you know. So it's just the things where you just wish that, com- that, that Carmelo would have just waited it out, gone to free agency like LeBron, Signed the deal that he could and moved on from that point, but he took the bigger bird rights money or whatever. And, and LeBron ended up doing the same too because he ended up forcing a sign and trade to Miami, if you remember correctly. Because <clears throat> um, it benefited uh, you know, Cleveland, basically. Real quick, I will say maybe after, you know, we, we had a couple of ideas of his best chance at a title. What actually might have been the thing that kept him from getting a title was not being drafted by the Pistons in 03. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one for me to get around, though. Um, I've studied that, that Pistons how, team a lot. I don't remember how important Milicic was to the 05 Pistons or the 04 Pistons team, but... Well, well, he wasn't, and that's kind of the point, right? It's... Yeah. <laughs> would Melo have gotten in the way more than helped, right? It's easy to say yeah. that Melo would have helped, but it's also rookie it's year Melo. Yeah, it is hard to look at hard to look at that bad well, the bad boys part two, I guess. That defensive mm. stalwart team and see where Melo actually fits in there. But for me it's just a very complimentary piece of here's a guy who can legitimately score with a ton of great defenders. You also have to remember that Tayshawn Prince um doesn't pop up until that year basically. So then you're talking yeah. about maybe Tayshawn never really getting the shine, or then you're having an issue where Brown and an old head guy would have been Tayshawn, Tayshawn, Tayshawn over the great scoring Carmelo Anthony. And it's kind of like, does Carmelo play sixth man if he's just a great... I mean, trust me, if I could get a great young scorer to be a great sixth man on a team, that would be amazing. 
that that's almost like a misnomer. That's almost like the most impossible thing you could ever try to do. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just, oh, we happen to have a top overall draft pick. Let's throw them on the bench this year. It'll work out because we have so much else going. It's just the, it's hard. That chemistry is really hard to do. And those, yeah, that's a, that's a 2K strategy versus a real life strategy. Yes. Great, great 2K strategy. Definitely not the one that, I've ever seen be very successful. Maybe it'll work one day, but yeah, I, I would not think that would be very successful. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much all um, Carmelo Anthony's career. Um, Got to mention the scores right? in my lifetime for sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that he got in a lot of trouble for it. I can't even remember how much it's been. Every time that one actually gets thrown up, I kind of forget it happened because it's like all the different ones. It's just it doesn't it doesn't elevate as much. But then I always remember that happens. I'm like, damn, Carmelo. Like, <laughs> I guess that ever shows you who what superstars are real ones and which ones aren't. Uh, we know Carmelo Anthony is a certified real one. And. Uh... Just real quickly, I just wanted to throw in a little something about, you know, since we're, we are talking about Melo and how he is one of, like, just uh, one of the more fun players we've ever seen. I just wanted to also shout out that thing. You you briefly mentioned it earlier, Bethke, the one that lost to uh, uh, the Kobe Kobe's Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That Nuggets team was probably one of the most fun teams I ever got to see play. Yeah, and so, yeah, with, with Birdman, this vintage for so. sure. Yeah, Chauncey, J.R. Smith. Um, it was a shame that the AI led uh, or the AI Carmelo uh, combination didn't work out the way that like my teenage brain wanted it to work out. And it's like, yeah, these two great. But again, what happened? Right, I remember, you moved I Chauncey for then, AI. Yeah. I remember back then thinking there's no way, there's no way that these two could actually work together. It's just. <clears throat> Yeah, no, definitely. But it's just one of those things where, like, he was um, AI was one of my favorite players growing up, and then as you know, he's starting to wane out. Uh, Mello coming in into into his own, kind of taking his place as like this unbelievable scorer who can just pick apart a defense from anywhere on the court. And like, it, obviously, it's two different styles, but just uh, just watching that duo play, but then the very next season, AI, watching, right? Yeah, it is an auto AI, but that's still an AI that got buckets, even if it was kind of inefficient. But I uh, just to kind of put a little bow on this that uh, that all headband team, I'll never forget it. The all headband starting lineup from that of that Nuggets, I, if I remember correctly, it was AI, J.R. Smith, Mello, uh, Kenyon Martin, and Birdman Anderson. Yep, I, oh, I love crash. that car crash bros headlining that dude. Yeah, I love that entire uh, lineup. But that Nuggets team, uh, oh, by the way, that Nuggets team that I just mentioned, they were the eighth seed as a 50-win team. Uh, people forget how might forget how uh, tough the Western Conference was that particular year where the Lakers won, won it with 57 wins and then the Nuggets at, at the eighth seed with 50 wins. So. It was more or less a cluster in the West and the East is quite yikes. Yeah. Which has kind of been most of our lives, at least our rel- like our sports conscious lives. Outside, you know, we weren't really that aware of what was going on when Jordan was running the East, but most yeah, of our it's lives fluctuated, dominated it. 
It's, it's fluctuating. And LeBron, and then we've had a couple of spare parts pop up one year at a time in the East. Yeah, and the the East had the historic uh, domination, and then it kind of tides turned in the 80s or so. Uh, obviously, Chicago. Well, I guess the 90s, you know, Chicago naturally, but... Jordan, yeah. <laughs> technically, well, no, I guess the Pistons opened the decade, and then Rockets and Spurs are the only others. Yeah. So. Lakers. Lakers got one in the 90s. Uh, they're no, no, because it's 2000. Sorry, yeah, 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 2001, 02. Yeah, you're right, yeah. So, um, speaking of the Lakers, they are the first team to be buried, the only team to be buried today, actually, because we finished the Celtics game. Get that broom out, baby. baby. We'll get get to that, but yeah, we'll get to them. So, we'll bury the we'll bury Lakers, maybe concerning you on the other one. Uh, Lakers not so concerning. Um, I talked about it a little earlier. I guess they had a prideful sweep from their perspective, considering all the season or whatever. Um, the last game was really played well, just came down to a final shot. I don't know that I love that the way that the Lakers attempted to win that game. Um, but uh, that's what they did. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that the biggest thing with the Lakers, I couldn't trust them in the first round, and mm-hmm. I, you know, stubbornly picked them anyway. Grizzlies ended up being kind of whatever. Couldn't ever really get there with them in the Warriors series, knowing they had a clear advantage. They got there, cool. Then they got to this series, and I was like, man, I, I, I guess, I guess, you know, they got, got this far. I guess there's some magic there, but ultimately, what this team was was pretty much always obvious. Um, it was a completely dysfunctional year. They salvaged it with a trade. It was decent enough to get them started on whatever the next iteration of this team was going to look like. But we should have we should have always known it had a ceiling because even the most of the guys they got back, it ended up really not even adding up to much. It ended up adding up to more Austin Reeves minutes being a positive than anything else. Like uh, Bamba Beasley aren't even playable. Vando has to be limited in this last series because he can't shoot. Um, Rui was probably the only big, big pickup, but that was before the Russell Westbrook deal, technically. Um, and then who else am I forgetting in that group? Uh, and D'Angelo Russell, the most important one. D'Angelo Russell had some big games and then also basically played himself out of the final series. A lot of free agents, a lot of guys that are very uncertain that's the bad formula. Yeah, you know, you saw you saw it uh you saw a team get outclassed for four games, really. Um so I don't think you should be too upset for the future if you're a Lakers fan. Um I guess we have to touch on whatever the fuck LeBron did to the media. I don't believe in Oh all he did was change the conversation. Said. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean yeah, you can mention what he actually said, but what did he actually say? What did he actually say? He just basically was like, "I might retire." Was, no, like, he said he needed time to think about. The yeah, future. need time to think about. But even it, right? that, even that, it was that was one sentence of an entire press conference that not nothing else was said even close to that. That okay. that's your that that's your West Coast ESPN just blowing up LeBron storyline shit. It's very unfortunate business. Um, yeah, because I didn't watch the presser on that after. Uh, yeah. So then, no, that, there you go. It doesn't game, matter. He broke down the season. He broke down the series. And then he makes one small little comment 
that everyone twists into, is he going to retire? Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Nuggets just don't get any love for oh, just we'll clearly that. being... Oh, we we are just gonna, clearly being the best team in the West all season long. We we are uh, we are but, definitely going to get to that because usually we don't really celebrate the winning <laughs> teams because we're going to going to keep watching them, right? We bury the dead yeah, here. Yeah, this make was sure a special everyone, occasion. Everyone knows that we're we're not just talking Lakers, talk Lakers. We're talking them because they're gone, and we're not going to be talking about them again yes, until yes. at least the off season. So, well, next week when we break down their entire next ten year plan. God. Uh, what was it? What was the thing, Mike? Mike Malone said, uh, uh, "I I might not be able to find it immediately." I don't know. He had a lot I, of Mike Malone had a very. He's had a few funny quotes he, in this playoffs. I like. I, I, I didn't so write far, his quotes down. I don't know much about him, but so far, I like I like him. I didn't write his quotes down in particular, but he's a part of my my. Uh, comparison to the the you know the next point i'm going to get to um so we'll table that for a second let me just kill this lakers thing what was what, i don't even know what was left off anyway i don't know if lebron's going to retire or not but i was thinking He's yeah not. i could see like a one-year thing and then <laughs> remix the oh, team yeah. come he um, says well if he does retire the theory that i believe that i've heard that makes the most sense is he retires for a year spends a year watching Bronny and then just comes back and signs with, you know, either has to do a sign, either has to make a trade happen, whatever. He just goes to wherever Bronny is going to get drafted to. still feel like that's the Lakers. Like, I still feel like people are overreading it. Like, I think they're pretty much submissive to him at this point. <laughs> you I mean, know, why like, wouldn't, why wouldn't they be? Yeah. He's... <laughs> so <laughs> that's my thought is like, I think the, I don't think they have to tank for Bronny though Maybe. either. So it, it just depends on his health. Well, honestly, no. Because I think, um, I, I like, take I, take the basketball part out of it. LeBron's the 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 second best, biggest brand ever for the NBA. So, right. of course, the Lakers want him. Whatever future they want to roll out, I guess it's either two parts, right? You either have this rush him back and go for a superstar move, or whatever the hell it is, the Kyrie Irving situation, whatever it is, you might think, you know, pick your solution. Um, or he does give them a year to kind of like rebuild, let Anthony Davis take the real reins of this thing because he already kind of did this season anyway in a lot of ways, which was a good sign. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, oh, my biggest point when I got uh, messed up with the Wi-Fi, um, I always was a little worried about them chasing the fifth ring this year. Even though I respect it, it was two really bad years of basketball. You have to fix that. I did worry about is he playing through something that could jeopardize us seeing him play till 45, you know? And I feel like there is something, a part of him that wants to get to 45. Uh, even if he's not like LeBron, LeBron by 45, even if he's on the bench at 45. I would, I would be shocked if he wasn't. I mean, who knows, man? I, I just wonder if there's some sort of, maybe he's not, maybe he's completely content at 38 years old four rings and all the points in the world to just be done with it. Um, but yeah, I kind of, kind of doubt it. I mean, just, he wouldn't, I don't think he would have come out and said that he plans to play with his son and then, then retire early. I do think the foot thing's significant, but we'll see. I mean, maybe it's LeBron and he just, yeah, maybe cryo maybe chambers the summer off, away. but he's going to play with his son. Yeah, it's going to happen. I do agree he's with seen, that. He's seen, I mean, he was, 
Uh, was he old enough to see Ken Griffey play with his dad? Maybe. Yes, but yes. I think that he he definitely knows about that. Right. And I think that's something that he absolutely wants. And it's kind of going to be the opposite because, you know, Ken Griffey's dad wasn't quite as good as Ken Griffey. Uh, <laughs> it would be a little bit of a different situation. But still, that's that's a rare feat that he can always hang and say, look, Jordan never fucking did that because Jordan never yeah. played with Jimmy Butler. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I do I do agree. Um, I'm excited to see him try, and we'll see what the Lakers do and remix. And uh, they are the Lakers, as much as we all make fun of the constant coverage. It's, they will be the ones to try to throw a wrench in the off season of somebody, most likely. It's really tough for me having him on that team because I like him a lot. <laughs> I'm happy for it because, like, I was really afraid that brand was about to tank so bad that it was almost unrecoverable, and he may not be perfect for all Laker fans, especially the Kobe ones, but he's gonna, done enough. They're turn into the Raiders where a bunch of people around the world are wearing their gear, but no one gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was getting a little dicey. So uh, maybe the Laker fans won't always appreciate it because they're arrogant, but like, I think the rest of the NBA people are like, thank fucking God. Um, but anyway, Lakers are buried. Uh, Celtics. They are not buried. In fact, they have now won two straight games. Danger. Danger, danger. Um, yeah, so I'm not super duper worried necessarily about the Heat's ability to close out. I guess what I'm more interested in is Gabe Vincent's avail- availability for game six. Um, tonight was pretty obvious that they just, they, they, Boston had every advantage. You could tell they're clearly motivated. Uh, they were at home. They've been getting embarrassed at home. They couldn't possibly do it again, especially with the second best, their third best player for the Heat um, injured right now. So you would have to hope they got it done, and they did pretty well. The Heat did come in in and out of this one pretty, pretty earnestly throughout the game. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty dominant wire to wire win. I do believe. I don't think the Heat ever led. It's a it's been a fun series, and it'd be really, really sad to see the uh, the Heat blow it for me at this point. But I, I'm confident they'll get one or two. Definitely I'm, possible. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to this series and this matchup. Like I don't really care either way. I mean, I like Jimmy Butler a lot, but like I don't care for either team. What? So it's just like, I just want to get a good series out of this, which, uh, you know, now that the Celtics have come back a little bit, it, it is looking like it's a, a competitive series. At first, it wasn't really feeling that way. Yeah, they got their confidence. The games, were all, the games were all close, though, weren't they? Oh, Am I oh, wrong? No, no, the no. first no, They were getting, no, they Am were I getting, mixing my series up. Okay. Yeah, they were they're, getting, they're getting yeah, the Lakers did get earnestly beat in four games. Like That's, they got just outclassed. Yeah. Like they, they tried, but they just, Wait, they the, just were not the better the team. Celtics or the Lakers? The Lakers. Yeah, the Celtics, yeah. however. The, were... the Celtics, they blew game one, and then the game game three was a blowout in Miami, I believe. Game two yeah. might have been a blowout but one as well. and two were close, right? Why do I feel like they were all close games in one of these series? Like, Laker, uh, Lakers-Nugs uh, was. Lakers-Nugs was a tight that's, series okay, that's, for the most part. Okay, that's... That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. But it was just one, one of these team was clearly better than the other. I really haven't watched the action. I mean, yeah, that's where you start running into the idea that no one's ever played the amount of minutes LeBron has, and it's kind of tough to expect him to keep 
being able to do it all night, every night. Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation. Sorry, they were just yeah, they they were they were outgunned, outmanned, outplayed. It was. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets. They tried. Definitely tried. We'll we'll get to them, but the the Nuggets, the Nuggets might be the most underrated team of all time this year because they are so good. They're coming in like a freight train to the finish line. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't really um, see how either of these West teams can beat them unless Jimmy Butler is just him. But um, he, he might just be. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's all it is. Uh, I, I think I still lean Miami closing in six, uh, but Gabe Vincent's an important variable. If Gabe Vincent's not there, then they can't really do the things they need to do, and that causes a problem. Um, otherwise, I think that um, if the Celtics do pull it off, man, that would be great, and especially going into this final matchup. Um, that would be the answer to all the people so upset about the coverage of the finals. Who's going to care? Um, let an OT, O3 team that, come back. Dude, I, work. I think if the Heat get in there, that's going to be way better for ratings than, well, maybe not just because of the Celtics brand. Yeah, but it's the Celtics story. They do have a great a story, team, too. The heat, the heat getting in with Jimmy Butler, that's, that's way more interesting to me. I guess I say this because there's still a possibility the Heat win this series and then get curb stomped. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? So that's where I'm like, Boston, they have the talent. They just haven't put the talent together, right? So it's like you that's get a better a, finals with was, Boston's uh, Denver, technically. Before before game three of this uh, the Stars uh, Western Conference Finals, I was talking to a couple of my friends, and I said, because Florida's been dominating their way through after falling down 3-1 to one against the best team in the league in round one. Mm-hmm. uh and their goalie looks insane. I'm like, you know what's going to happen is whoever wins this Western Conference final is just going to smoke Florida, despite them being this fun, hot team coming in. Very possible. Very, very possible. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I would love to see the Heat complete it. It would be crazy, but I do feel like there's a great possibility that Denver's going to be a much, much, much more difficult challenge than they're prepared for, too. Like, I, I think Boston, this Uh-oh. three series... Uh, they get through this O3 series, it's still going to be dicey. So, And you said no team in the NBA has ever done the, the reverse sweep? Never. Never happened. But, I mean, this is a formula for it to happen. Gabe Vincent's injury was a big deal. That that was kind of the the piece that the, the Heat had that no one expected and, and was giving them everything they needed. And... Uh, They've they've done a good job. I mean, they had one guy come out off the bench, hadn't even played most of this playoffs, and he was like six of eight shooting tonight. So I don't know. Maybe he comes out of woodwork, and it's just another Miami rando uh, getting buckets. Uh, But we'll see. Game six is Saturday night. I'm also happy that I have something to watch Saturday night. Um, Well, I guess I have two things to watch Saturday night now, right? Yeah, we'll get a we'll get another hockey game. Beautiful. So um, that's it for the. Celtics, no burial today. Uh, but we did want to close, even though um, usually we don't do this. We do want to close today because it seems to be the hottest uh, subject in basketball right now is how everyone's so upset that the Denver Nuggets aren't getting enough love in their life. Um, I think that's pretty fair. I do think some of it's a little overblown, but I think it's fair. I think there's more people that discredit how many people watch basketball. Um, like, not, like 
every you know not every game but like as much as they can in the regular season see teams from across all markets um i think there is more people that have appreciated nicola especially um this regular season team was good but they were weird too where they were jamal murray in and out they're rehabbing him bringing him back there's some guys kind of new there's some lineup changes they end up making a trade to get a guy out of there that was a big part of their rotation because he was kind of young and not necessarily bought into that committed six-man role um <clears throat> it was amazing how that all kind of worked out too i think that's a, a very underlined part of this whole run is that they just kind of made a trade for one of their guys they trusted the most to give a basically you know to give not basically to give a rookie playoff minutes that doesn't happen a lot um you know, so, um, but it did remind me of the last time I remember this happening. Um, there was a team in LA that had a three peat. They didn't, they didn't get it a four peat. Another team did. And, and everybody Let me tell NBA you, one of my over. absolute, one of my absolute favorite memories is, uh, as the clock's winding down and they cut to Shaq and Kobe crying on the bench, I, uh, I'll admit the the Schadenfreude boner was 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 real was real that day. Hey. I loved that. Hey man, it's it was an amazing uh, accomplishment. It was I a mean, great back, run by those back guys. Then but... Spurs, back then Spurs Lakers was the NBA Finals every year, and then you got some like uh, showcase series afterwards. So, yep. I mean, yeah, to a lot of extent, Pacers had a good run there uh, the first time Shaq and Kobe got there, but yeah, the Nets and the um, Sixers were not much competition. Because um, I don't think Spurs Lakers met in the Western Conference Finals all all of those years. I think some. I think a couple of those they met in the second round. No, I not every wrong. time. I can look. No. Yeah, yeah, not every I, time. I would think even after even after that was over. It was, well, it extended it, to kind of, four. Oh, yeah. Though it's extended into the four season, right? When the, the Pistons won it, because that's. That's yeah. The, well, no, but yeah, but the, yeah, but then the Lakers won that year, but they didn't win the title. Yeah, yes. yeah. Boom. Uh, going back on the 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 Nuggets and the media talk, I think I think it's mostly just uh, the the hot thing right now, and for good reason is the pushback against ESPN in general, um, because you know they're they're leading off Sports Center with. Will LeBron retire after he makes one innocuous statement versus, hey, look at this really good team um, that's that's just been killing it. Uh, but I found the Malone quote that I was trying to find from after game one, and he said, it's the first time a series has been over. Uh, sorry, here's the exact quote. This is the first time I've ever been in a series up 1-0 and the series is over in everybody's mind because they put Rui Hachimura on Nikola Jokic for six <laughs> possessions. <laughs> you know, the funny thing That's... about that quote is I really, really did feel like he was being a little cocky about it all to begin with because it was like, you know, they I mean, they came out, smacked the Lakers in the ass. The Lakers said, nah, fuck it. We're going to come back and almost win this game. But there was a sign in that game. Uh, they should have lost that game. I think the Nuggets last you know, the, the last healthy version of this Nuggets team would have lost that game. That was the moment where they were like, no, 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 no. We lost this game and we're going to win it 
we they've won the game twice, you know. So in a lot of ways, they won five games in my mind against the Lakers because that first one was such a big win, and that really. I think ultimately even probably got LeBron given the side eye to his teammates. And then when you when you got LeBron looking at you, passing the ball and looking at you like if you miss that he's going to call the goons on you, that's when you know you've got a LeBron team in a bad spot. And he'll do it too. He'll he'll send a perfect pass to a shooter's pocket and then just stare Lonnie Walker's soul into his butthole. And there's just nothing you can do about it. And that's the best situation you can get them in. And they got yeah, them unless, in there a lot. Unless you're J.R. Smith, who just yep. doesn't care. Right. Just, that's just exactly. dribbles out the clock. He didn't even notice LeBron was looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Um, but, yeah, so there was a couple of things. but I, So I just want to compare them to the Spurs. Um, you know, you have your dominating big man who's not, not a big fan of the shine. Um, as Chris Mannix put it uh, on, I guess it was Rich Eisen's show, which I don't know, honestly, no offense, Rich Eisen. I get it. You have like a sports whole thing, but you know, just stick to the car crash sport. Leave, leave, leave us to our game. Um, dominating big man with the doesn't like to shine. No commercials for Nicola. Um, I'm guessing there's no HE in Denver for him to to work with because I think that was all Tim would do too. Here, here's a, a branding opportunity for him, right? Cause people like to keep mentioning this. Just give Taco him a Bell. Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. Let's the go full snort. The Taco Bell has missed their shot. Yeah. But maybe they've out offered and he just is not, nah, but yeah, I, w- I wish he would do that one. I do mm-hmm. wish he would just do that one. Uh, let me find, Oh man, I've got it right over here. Especially uh, get the other dude off my here's, screen. Here's another great quote from, I like Pete Davidson. Another quote from Mike Malone on Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic uh, the first summer league in Vegas, 300 pounds, out of shape. Hey, he's a nice player. <laughs> no one, and if anybody tells you differently, they're full of shit. No one could have <laughs> seen that he'd be a two-time MVP passing Wilt Chamberlain every other night. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like that's, that's I, a dude, very the fair. More, the more I see and read about Michael Malone, the more I like this guy. I, I didn't know much about him before this series, but... Well, he he made my list. He's a grumpy ass coach that backs it up on the court, much like the guy that led the San Antonio Spurs still leads the San Antonio Spurs. Um, my next comparison: they have a speedy guard whose dealings with women are very public. Um, if you remember, obviously Tony Parker. Uh, what did I miss on the Nuggets? <laughs> There is a picture of Jamal Murray that will always... There's Jamal Murray had an incident with social media that will follow him his whole career because social media is weird. And he put online a picture or a video of him getting his... Um, his uh, and now... Did video? Everybody knows... This. Everybody knows what the pubes look like. And then one time during the pandemic, CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard were on a live for the NBA. I'm dead ass or Portland. I can't remember if it was the team or the NBA. They were on a live and they were laughing at the facial hair growth that they had both gotten. And And I think CJ said to Dame, boy, your, your facial hairs look like Jamal Murray's pubes. <laughs> so, 
That was rude. So, unfortunately, an explicit video of me was accidentally uploaded to Jamal's account. Mm, <laughs> okay, so that's a tough one. I yeah, guess we'll never know. That poor girl's uh, face gets popped up way m- too much on Twitter. Oh, yeah. that's They've cropped her face. It's unfortunate. They've cropped her face, and they just post her. And now that they're doing really well, I've seen her way more than I've ever needed to. And yeah, I'm, so not, now, I'm not really in NBA Twitter, so I miss a lot of that kind of stuff. Well, that part of NBA Twitter is creepy and, and deserves to be avoided at all costs. Uh, unfortunately, I just run into it. Um, the fourth thing, they're quote-unquote boring city. Denver, quote-unquote boring city. I think that's a stretch. Now, San Antonio I've been to. No rocks if you got a family. Maybe if you got like a little love vacation getaway, a little weekend vacation getaway. Otherwise, I just don't. I just don't know what you well, come to look, San Antonio. Let's look at the rodeo with recreational marijuana and tell me how boring Denver really is. Right. That's where. I, but but it's but but you where does skiing within minutes of Denver? Okay, but where's what's anyone Denver's media market? Anyone saying Denver. Uh, it's got to be pretty high. It's way higher than San Antonio's. Well, unfortunately, if it's not top 10, we can't talk about it on Sports Center. Uh, keep going. I'll bring you that number in a second. All right. Fair enough. Well, that was really all I was going to say. There's also some low key development stuff where, like, good ability to develop players, get Denver, them around the league. Number- Denver, the number 16 media market between uh, the Ooh. Twin Cities and Orlando. Ooh. By the way, two ahead of Miami, who gets a lot of love. Yeah, but Miami is pretty, so they're allowed. Sorry, I don't make the rules. But, no, that's really all it was. I mean, the Nuggets are playing amazing. They really did just outclass the shit out of the Lakers. Um, they survived a lot of the blast that they took from Booker and KD. Um, made pretty quick work of an already dismantled, but reasonably like tough opponent in Minnesota because they did have size to throw at Nikola. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I, I kind of would love to see them match up again. That would be an interesting test. Um, I think against the Heat, that would probably not go there. They'll probably go their way most most of the time. Um, but Jimmy controls games better than almost anyone in basketball history. Um, like I think Jimmy Butler is probably going to finish and in a lot of people this year. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's there's a string of years now. But yes, specifically this year, uh, the way he controls a basketball game is is very notable. And it's hard to say it as anything else. Like I know somebody was cracking up at somebody uh, dominating on 2K with Jimmy Butler. Like how the hell you dominate on 2K with Jimmy Butler? It's a funny statement, but it's true, right? Um, but he's just he might be one of the most efficient superstars of all time. Uh, just everything. Just it's all. I would say 2K. 2K is missing the intangibles. You know, you can't. <laughs> well, I think people that play 2K are missing the intangibles. I think that. I'm just saying you can't you can't program in what Jimmy Butler is really worth into the right. numbers right. into code. Right. I can also get superstars to dive for loose balls in that game by just hitting square and Jimmy's the only one I can get it to do in any part of the season. Ooh. A real offshoot here, but uh, I don't know if you've seen anything on the PC port of 2K23 yet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, a guy that we we used to work with, one of my good friends, uh, sent me a video today of his my player who is just invisible on the court. <laughs> um, and I looked it up, and there are several more images and videos from the PC port of 2K where entire teams are invisible. <laughs> Love that. I remember the going on there, but it's one of the funniest things. It looks like a cheat code from like an old arcade, arcade. Yeah, they mod them. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they they mod them up. No, this Uh, isn't. No, this is just a bug. This isn't a mod. This is a bug in the actual game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's not modding his 2K. He's trying to play it seriously, and is my player's just invisible. Wow. I mean, yeah, I've seen PC some glitches. Are hard, man. Which might be, Damn. you know, there might be part of the reason why we don't get NHL on on PC. Because maybe it's just that hilarious. difficult to, to port for PC. I don't know. Not yeah, that would suck. That was, I thought you were talking about like when people were modding them, like uh, when everyone just makes Slenderman. No, no, these... These are people who are actually trying to play the game <laughs> and they're getting invisible my players or the entire opponent's invisible, which my, tell me how you're supposed to play offense when you can't see where the defense is. My favorite 2K uh, glitch, and it still happens regularly in every game. I, I don't know if they know it's in there, they don't care, whatever, but your players, pant- your shorts will just disappear and will turn into like a skirt to where they're just like, it's just the cloth is like floating where your midsection should be. And it just looks like oh, a I've skirt. Seen that. This looks like a flowing skirt. Um, yeah, it's a pretty common glitch and has been for like five years. And they just, yeah, it's just what we do. We make glitches. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it uh, for the hoops. Um, I'm really excited to watch the finals. I'm not too disappointed in having to watch more Easter Conference basketball, even though I could have used some more of the days off. Um it would have been nuts to have the full ten days off. That would have been. Wild. I can't believe they just set. I cannot believe they just set the date. The NHL does the same thing. I can't believe they just set the date and it's like, well, I guess it's we got that we high price of event or something, you know, and they got to let people make plans. I don't know, um, but yeah. But I mean, that's not how the rest of the playoffs work. Like, at least not in. Yeah, but I guess you give enough people enough not in the time. NHL. I don't know how the NBA. I don't know how the NBA handles it, but like. With the NHL, there's not like, all right, the Western Conference Finals are going to start this day, no matter what. It's like, okay, if both teams are done, I guess they got it. They do have to. They usually would wait for the other series to at least be set on the other side of the bracket. But yeah, you don't want to do too big of a disadvantage. Ten days, man. Ten days is crazy. Yeah, but we're not going to get it. Instead, we're going to get the Boston Celtics' best attempt to salvage this version of their uh, franchise's history. Or maybe still possibly implode. Uh, we shall see. Jimmy Butler coming for the Dirk title of goat uh, single individual ring, I guess. Deadlift ring. I don't know how people want to describe that. But. I, I'm not sure, but I, I'm just going to say that he has, uh, if he does it, if he manages to do it, he absolutely should be in that conversation. One, like 1A, one 1B, one if not him being 1A. It kind of depends on your perspective on how the, the competition stacked, you know? And yeah, you I guess I just Jimmy don't... Butler on a good team. Yeah, I guess it's just always kind of weird. I mean, I, the Dirk title is obviously very special for a lot of reasons. 
since it's happened, we've always tried to create one that'll be similar. Or what if it's similar? But it's like I'm sure we've had some in the past that, that are probably close. Why? I think Kawhi Leonard's the most outside similar. Of Dallas. Huh? Does it exist outside of Dallas? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, that narrative. Yeah, I have no yeah definitely. I mean, Dirk. Dirk got to beat one of the most hated teams ever in the history of basketball. Like, <laughs> he he has plenty of fans forever because of 2011. Watch me the narrative of it being like that different, like it being a unique title oh, yeah. for any oh, reason yeah. outside of. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of the narrative. It's always political, man. It's all, just like it's always a lot of people are bringing up something to boost up one person and attack another subtly. And he always gets to be a part of the story that's anti LeBron and therefore. Because for me, it, it almost takes away from how great Dirk was to be like, exactly. Oh, it's so improbable and impossible that he ever did this. I'm like, what, what are you but talking that's about? The way like, people was... do it. He's an MVP. Yeah. He was in the finals in 06. Like, it's not... <laughs> that wasn't Completely. anything that people should have been shocked by by for any reason. And disregards the Island of Misfit toys that was the rest of his roster. And that was kind of the magic of that team, is that it was all these castaways that had come to Dallas for one purpose and to rally around Dirk and that they did it, you know? Like, that was the That's the biggest part of the story to me, is that, it, they? yes, the Dirk part of the story was very... Very important. What he did was a big dumbass. Vince Carter, Sean Marion. God damn it. <laughs> well, Vince Carter wasn't there yet. Yeah, Vince was after. Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah, he'd be. It was Karan Butler, after. though. 14. Yeah, it was Karan, and then Karan got hurt before the playoffs. And Roddy, Roddy <laughs> Bobois also, but he got hurt too. Roddy Bobois. Yeah. And that's why Deshaun Stevenson JJ, ended up being a thing. JJ Barea, my God. Brea too for some is he, on, is he on that team? Yeah, yeah I think Brea's Brea's on that team. Uh, yeah, because he's the one who got after he married Miss Puerto Rico. That's uh that was where Andrew Bynum slammed his ass on the ground. I do right, right. Yeah, hoops. Yeah, and like I said, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll really dive into the Jimmy shit if it happens. If they can even get to the finals, we can get into it more. Um. I think by this time next week we won't even have any. We'll only have had the conclusion of this, right? Yeah, they won't be starting the finals. So, I'm seeing my days are all confused. Yeah, next uh, Thursday would be game one of the finals, actually. Yep. So we'd be recording live during that. All right, turn up. Beautiful. Well, that's it. We said we were going to do it short, and we didn't, but we did anyway. Um, I mean, no. we didn't actually start for till a little bit later than normal, so I think this will actually end up being raw, this is probably raw normal. time a little bit. It's right around average, if a little a little on the short end, but well, oh, we baby, should start to raw. <laughs> you know what we should start saying is that the podcast is gonna run short, no, run long, and then see what happens oh. if we jinx oh. ourselves into running short. Reverse psychology. I think yeah, I think us. Uh, us deciding 30 seconds before we started about what we we're going to do with reseeding. Yeah, that did take a little, bit. a little We weren't We weren't ready for that. So that, that and then I, I went a little bit longer and I thought on hockey stuff. So Yeah, we had, to, we had to get into the stars' ass to motivate them tonight, but we did. So for the greater good, we win. Yeah, there we fuck go. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us then, right? Yep. 
Beautiful. Alright, boys. Hope you have a good, safe holiday. Um, everyone out there, do the same. Alright, guys. Alright, alright. Till next Later. time, fellas. That concludes episode 17 to Pass the Rock. Thanks for listening, and as always, stream us and play us and stream us again. Thanks. This is Pass the Rock.